0: It was actually just personal use, so just steroid use. Um, I got caught with the substance four times. Were you trying to get massive? Was it for attention? Was it for your own personal confidence? I was very... If you don't mind, if, if it's not too personal, when you say you attract the wrong girl, are you, are you talking she's chasing the popularity because of the image she gets by
1: being with you? 100%. Like, yeah, like it makes me feel like I'm like... Almost like a sugar daddy. Welcome to the uncensored podcast. Welcome to the uncensored podcast. All right,
0: guys, welcome to another episode of the uncensored podcast. Today, I am joined by Jackson Tippett. Welcome, my man. Thanks for having me on, Jack. (laughs) Man, I appreciate it, guys. Jackson and I have only known each other a short period of time. I reached out to him when I was, uh, as you all know, I had the stroke and I came back and I was struggling with my body and my physicality and. You know, I was watching Jacko on, on Instagram and I saw the impact he was making. And, you know, for me, it was a, a, a big decision to reach out and have somebody like that around me. So, Jacko's been faced with prison sentence, he's been suicidal and he's faced substance abuse. He's flipped all that into a man who now impacts young males' lives in order for them to not face peer pressure and not make the wrong decisions. So, mate, I appreciate you being with me today uh, and I don't, I don't want to waste any of your time. So, I want to jump straight into, take me back. I want to know your story you know coming out of high school the early versions of you before you became who you are now
1: yeah brother thanks for having me on and congratulations on the podcast Um, a few big guests already which is good um and yeah i'm keen to get my message out to your audience as a completely different audience to me and you know vice versa i'd love to get you on mine and have a bit of a chat about what you do but let's rip into mine and um yeah, man, you want me to just go back into high school and...
0: I want, I want you to take me back because of obviously, you know, facing the prison sentence, that the drug abuse or suicide, that all came from somewhere. You know, do you remember, I want you to take all of us back because a lot of young men who listen to this are, are facing similar situations or are going to be forced to face similar situations. What was it like before these things came on in order to lead us into the particular things?
1: Yeah, so it all starts with, I've said it many times and everyone knows this, it all starts with, the circle the peers and the crowd you hang around and that's how everything started out from day one it was if i wasn't surrounding myself with the people that were taking steroids using drugs on weekend escaping reality doing all these things then i might not have gone down that path and i don't look at it as a as a you know like i I regret it. I look at it as a blessing because obviously it's made me into the person I am today now trying to help younger people not go down that path. But what I'm trying to say is if if you're, you know, if you could turn around and start from scratch or people wonder why they get into bad habits or drug addiction or whatever it may be, suicidal thoughts, majority of the times it's, you know, your circle and who you're hanging around with. And that all started when I was hanging around with the wrong crowd in school, trying to impress the wrong people um, and just not really being myself, you know, getting peer pressured into doing the wrong things that I didn't really know what the consequences were going to be like down the track.
0: I think that's a big one here, right? Peer pressure and, and social influence, especially now we live in a world where Instagram uh forces people i think to become very comparative right we compare ourselves to a lot of people and it's, it's a deep trap so what were you always into that sort of you know let's let's start with the with the prison stuff right i'm assuming that was that caused by drugs or were you you know fighting was it trouble what was what was the reason you got you know pulled into court and forced with that
1: yeah so the the um the you know um Attending a prison uh, court case, we did that three to four times um, throughout a year span, and that was all due to steroid um, use. So it was actually just personal use, so just steroid use. Um, I got caught with the substance four times, and you know yourself, you know, if you get caught with any drug four times, yeah. you're probably going to face some, you know, some some jail time or something serious. The first one or two offenses were just a slap on a wrist. But then as it got more deep into it, it's like, no, like there's going to be time here or um, not even that, just if, if you don't actually get off the substance, there's going to be either jail time, death, I lose my family, or I think that's really the only three options that I'm going to go through.
0: Were you, I guess this is a good one to talk about because, you know, the listeners know I had that, the stroke, you know, due to overdoing, you know, steroids and things like that. Were you, was the reason to entering into that world, were you trying to, were you trying to get massive? Was it for attention? Was it for your own personal confidence? You know, for me, I know it was I wanted to look in the mirror and see something I hadn't seen before, and I fell into the trap of the addiction that that endorphin hit was giving me. What was the reason you sort of jumped into the world of steroids and continued on? Was it-
1: yeah, I think it's like majority of uh, males when they start out. I was very... Um, I was confident in my body, but we always want to look better. Mm. And I think that's... I can say that right now. We always want to look better. We always and never happy with ourselves and it's fucked man because we really should be and if if you're so negative towards yourself on a daily basis it's not going to actually get you anywhere in life and like I've looked back obviously through this time and you know I'm I look back that I chased that size and that you know that condition for so many years and majority of the population don't even care about that and that's what I've started to learn is that I was Chasing this thing that I thought everyone was bowing down to me and oh Jackson looks amazing and he's the king, but they didn't even like it. Yeah. So and not only that, it was fucking my health, it was fucking my relationship with my mum and dad. It was costing a lot of money and all for what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's a tricky one, man, because I can guarantee you I can look everyone out there now right now that's listening, that's probably a male that's in the gym, mm. and you're not happy with your body you are comparing yourself to some other fitness model around the world, someone with a better physique than you. And all I can say is stop doing that right now because all it's going to cause is contradiction. It's going to cause you the wrong um, habits. It's going to cause you going down the wrong road like myself, you know, because you're probably going to want to use a substance to try to get up to the level of these other people that you're looking at. And this is going to cause to health-related, mental um, suicide all of these type of issues down the track, which we could dive into deeper uh, later on.
0: Yeah, I man, I relate to that perfectly because I, like, I'm a married man that had to seek no attention from a woman. Yet I went down the phase of trying to look good, and, I, and when I had the stroke, I was laying there like, who am I even trying to impress? Yeah. And it was just that level of self. And I think the battle, and I still face a little bit of the battle personally now. Obviously, after having a stroke, I lost a lot of strength, and you know, went through a phase where my my wife was stronger than me, and that. That plays a different role mm. in my head where I'm like I'm on the gear but then I'm, I'm, I'm chasing a different thing and now I'm off it but I feel weak and inadequate. So I'm, like, I'm still personally trying to find that in between balance that makes me happy without you know, risking another stroke or anything like that. So I think the message, the message is beautiful because we, we, we are in a world now where Instagram photos and, and shirtless people in the gym dominates Um, I've never been a part of that because I've never had abs you know I was thick and big at one point but I've I've never had the shirt off attention for abs I think it's it comes back to what you said it's that that self-love is something that we're really not conditioned to because and look social media is a fantastic platform don't get me wrong but it also is a very negative platform if you fall into the trap of seeing what people look like and going I need to become like that because you're not really weighing up the repercussions that that follow through with that so what do you, how do you work with people now? I know a lot of young people i have been in the gym with you. They, they look at you. They've seen what you were, what you are, and they're probably going through that same phase. Is it a simple conversation of do you just try and prevent, like don't do it or you like, look, if you want to do it, there's safe ways to go about it? How do you sort of navigate working with young people that are so driven on a goal but they're so set on wanting to, I guess, learn the yeah. substance stuff themselves?
1: That's actually a really good question. I've never been asked that. Um, It's very tricky. I think it comes down to, first of all, the goal. I think if the goal is not to get on stage and actually be a competitive bodybuilder, fitness model, physique competitor, any of those three, male or female, and you have normal ranges of testosterone, Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to get on steroids. So... For example, we, we can still get on steroids like a, a testosterone replacement if you're an old man or you you might be a young man with low levels of T like myself and you, that I've yeah. I've suffered that. But besides that, um, I don't think if you're just going to the gym for that everyday beach body um, or, yeah, as just, just to look a little bit better, you really do not need to inject a substance um, or multiple substances into your body to try and make yourself feel better yep. and feel more confident because that, that is not loving yourself um, in, in a whole. That's like, it's like almost external validation. It's almost like chasing likes and comments off Instagram, yep. but you're chasing uh, external validation from a female or a male saying, "Oh, you look jacked or shredded, but it's, it's not really real, if that makes sense. Yep. It's, it's a hard one.
0: Yeah, it is, and you see it—you see it in the gym a, a lot. Like I'm a very observative type of person, so if I'm in a gym whilst I'm having my own workout, I, I always look around and watch other people. And I kind of—you can just see people looking at each other. And if someone does a rep over there, I need to do the same rep. It's this yeah. this, this, this massive level of comparison. And I think—and the funniest thing is, my body post stroke. If I'm you know in the adult industry that I'm in or around you know other women, and I talk to them about what they actually want in a guy. Ninety percent of them, and fellas, you've heard me say this before. Ninety percent of them actually like the dad bod. I'm talking, (laughs) like, hot women, women in in the in the adult industry. So women that can do a very good job in certain areas, (laughs) they love the general dad bod. And I and I like that doesn't make sense to me because I look at the Zac Efron's in Baywatch, and I'm like, dude, that's sick, right? (laughs) But that's the male chasing a certain thing. Yet all these girls just want to go because I've heard the narrative of a lot of guys who are so perfect to look at end up loving himself more than they love the partner therefore the partner's like well I don't have the attention I'm leaving and so this brings me down to I want to know your you're you're, re- you're relatively you know big in the social media world you know got a lot of followers how does that your your personal love life the romantic side of things do you find the is there a conflict is it hard trying to find a relationship in the level because we live in I'm just trying to word this the right way because we live in a world where everyone who has big followings can sometimes fall into a trap of using each other to gain more traction, that it's kind of a fake relationship. Have you ever found, and like, is it hard for you to find someone with your level of, I guess, responsibility and following and things like that?
1: Yeah, man, I've never been asked. I love this new questions. (laughs) To be honest, bro, it is the hardest thing. It's literally what's on my mind right now, to be honest. Um, And it, I'm not saying like, I'm very happy. I'm very Competitive with my own space. I am I could live by myself for the rest of my life. But you know yourself, if you have that partner that contradicts what you do, they uplift you, they support you, and they only actually help you get a little bit more of a head. And not only that, like just having the, the company, the intimacy, all of that. 100% I would love the right girl. I would love nothing more than to settle down with the right partner. But when you have that following and there's people that even just want to use you just for the following or just for a bit of clout um not only that you know like i'm fully covered in tattoos um i have been down all of those articles of steroids drugs and all of that and i kind of attract the wrong crowd of women yeah. and it's really frustrating because this is why i actually started the podcast was for people to get to know me more openly because i just i get judged by the wrong people and oh he's a bikey, he's a steroid user he, he still sells drugs he's he doesn't work and it's like all of those three things are false and they're mainly the 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 kind of women that are are coming to me and i don't want to be with that person and i just feel like you know i just wish social media I, i wish it wasn't so competitive and such a comparison thing and it was just more everyone was engaging to help each other grow and get ahead uh more but yeah right now like i would love nothing more than to find a partner but I find in this social media world, it is it is near impossible right now and I actually only think it's going to get worse as time goes by.
0: It's funny you say this because you're the first guy or, and, and, and Dale. I had Dale on here and, and both of you guys oh, yeah. are smart guys, successful guys, good-looking guys and yet then I have women, right? I have a lot of like uh, OnlyFans girls, porn stars that are on here that are also single and they face the same dilemma and so I, I guess me being in a relationship for sixteen years, I don't I don't understand the single world yeah. too well. I like Tinder, Facebook shit didn't exist, you know, last time I was single. So I always get fascinated by it. And because it's the uncensored podcast, you know, I love the the real rawness of this. Because I guess I want the message to be, it's like that narrative of when I speak to the girls in the industry, they're craving a guy, but every guy in their mind they're projecting can't date a girl who sleeps with other guys as, yeah. a, as a work career right so they put, they put don't put themselves in there and similar to you right i have nowhere near the amount of tattoos you've got but i've got categorized as a bikey before i've yeah. got categorized as a thugger dealer like i haven't even taken fucking weed before <laughs> you know i mean like, i can't even ride a motorbike so it's like i get this the stereotypical type yeah. of thing and i appreciate you talking about it it's if you don't mind if, if it's not too personal what when you say you attract the wrong girl are you, are you talking she's chasing the popularity because of the image she gets by being with you or the wrong girl is in she's the girls are into trouble themselves when you say wrong girl what what do you mean for you
1: all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to take a quick break and if you're enjoying yourself which i'm sure you are locate that subscribe button because there is plenty more juice coming your way for you yeah both (laughs) um i tracked girls that um literally just want to and i'm not sitting here boasting i'm just saying like obviously i do have a bit of a following so this is what some people are coming to me for um some girls come to you they just want literally a picture yeah oh throw me on your story it's like or follow me or just 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 literally to be seen with you and yep. it, it's crazy but then makes the, you feel like an item 100 percent yeah huh? like it makes me feel like i'm like Almost like a sugar daddy. Do you know what I mean? But I don't have the, not in terms of the money, but it's like, they're just using you for something. Um, And then also I get the girls, which I, I'm not going to sit here and I don't bag anyone, but I get a lot of those escorts, a lot of those. And that's cool. Like I'm, everyone does their own thing. I don't judge anyone. Like you do your OnlyFans. That doesn't worry me one bit, but I do not want to get with an escort and it's not someone that I want to, be with for the rest of my life. Do you know what I mean? If I do see myself having family and all I'm trying to say is these two types of women are the only ones that are coming to me. And it's like, how do we get past that? Because obviously there's so many people that are starting to grow uh, followings. There's so many people that are becoming entrepreneurs and actually working through social media. So they're only going to get more of a platform. So if there's more of these people like myself and you that have a following and attracting the wrong girls, obviously you have a wife, but it's only going to get worse. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like how how are, how are the, myself, how are all these people that have followings, how are we going to find decent partners to settle down with if we're just getting all of these people that are coming to us for the wrong reasons?
0: Yeah, no, I get it. And, and, well, I don't get it from that aspect, yeah. but I understand it because I guess I, I take a very big interest in trying to – I did a big story a while ago about – like the simplicity of holding a relationship together because I've I've met a lot of people that they're together for three months and they have the smallest little fight and it just ends and I'm like people now are so unconditioned to wanting to make any effort yeah things don't work you put that with the scarring of we live in a dramatic world people have one bad breakup and they categorize oh.
1: every guy to be the same and
0: you know vice versa in in, in, in the girls world you know it's 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 a real and tricky dude, can one. I stop you just quickly Go, yeah.
1: you know, when you said um like scarred, like, you know, if they've been cheated on, then they think every guy's the same or something. I think it's the same with myself and you. Tattoos, it's like I know so many guys with full-body suits or tattoos that are the kindest people, they're successful, um, they wouldn't hurt a fly. But then there are people that are covered in tattoos that are criminals, bikies, etc. And just because we have the tattoos, that means we're on the same spectrum as these bikies, these yep. drug dealers, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. I got yeah, my first.
0: I got my first taste of it when I went to, I think it was uh, Burley Pavilion. Oh, I went to walk in with Kayla. Sorry, we don't let your kind in. I'm like, my kind.
1: That's my, that's crazy, my, man. I, like
0: I struggle to ride a push bike, <laughs> like. But I, and I do appreciate your honesty on that. Now I want to flip it, and I like. I want to have an open conversation about everyone who's listened to this or watches this knows that I speak very vocally about. How do I say this without upsetting people? I dislike the. Fat, lazy mindset. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm fully a hater on liposuction, the the BBL stuff. Like you do what makes you happy. Yeah, but I come from I guess
1: basically like, not working for your results.
0: Correct, right? Yeah. And I guess you know I'm married to Kayla. Kayla, you know, put this in perspective. Kayla's fit as she's six packs, she's this and that. But we went to a new gym yesterday, and the girls there left her for dead. Mm. So it just shows you the level that like Kayla carved up where she used to be. Now she's at a new gym where she's got a brand new market where she's got a chase you're in the personal training aspect side of things where you deal with a lot of clients what's the biggest issue we face because we're getting fatter as a society we're getting more lazy as a society we're getting weaker what do you face the most when it comes to client excuses the reason people aren't getting results why are we going down that negative path
1: yeah absolutely um when they're not getting the results yeah why aren't they i've to be honest effort yeah. people are lazy man people just want everything handed to one on a platter these days um and that's not just with fucking fitness that's with business anything you know you see it all the time um how often is it just to go drive through a, a mcdonald's drive through and get get a, a get a meal that's half the price of a healthy meal mm-hmm. it's done in two seconds you don't have to wash dishes and it obviously tastes good which in, which increases dopamine and endorphins and that's part of the reason why people are fucking fat. And I'm going to be honest. And then the second reason is time. People say, or oh, they don't have enough time, blah, 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 excuses, excuses. I can tell you right now, myself and Jackson are probably busy as busy as any of you listening right now, but we still find the time to get one hour or two hours of cardio or a workout or something in each day that makes us feel better and become a better human. And, Everyone out there, I guarantee you, if you cannot fit 45 minutes into your daily schedule of a walk or any type of physical activity, you're kidding yourself because everyone can do that. And I think with those two reasons of fast food, laziness and time, that's the reason why people are so unlazy and fat as fuck around the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> P.I.R. speaks fluently about this because I've been fat, so I can speak about it. I've been extremely big and strong, I can speak about it. I've been skinny and weak. So I think... I speak openly about it because I've lived all three lives, right? Like when I had the stroke, I was 130 odd kilos. I couldn't yeah. run 500 meters. Yeah. I mean, I went and bought a treadmill so I could physically run here. Cause when, when it's in your house, you don't have the excuse. And I guess that mm. that's kind of how I, I come from that mentality. And I see, I see people like that famous chick. That's just fat ass, and she's like, own it. Women be proud. And <laughs> All it does is piss me off because yeah. now a young 10 year old girl sees that. And she's like, great. I can just mm. become that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that we model the right people and so I guess if you're open to it like be as be as open as you want to be and as freely speaking as you do what's what's your take on this this new uh, world we're moving into where we have to all of a sudden accept things and it's okay you can be a fat model and like is it so is it such a bad thing to just work hard to earn your spot instead of just expecting it to
1: be given to you I think it's disgusting, to be honest. Um, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a few haters, but... Um, the only I think ones that are going to hate are the ones that are choosing... Yeah, to but, I, and you know, each their own. I'm... If if truly like a dad bod or if you actually feel comfortable with more weight on you, fuck it, I am not going to bag you or, um, you know, harm you in any way. But what I'm trying to say is majority of people... Everyone is not happy when they're overweight. I can guarantee you whether they can say they are, but they're not truly happy. And what these people are trying to do that are overweight and now trying to say own the body or whatever they're trying to say, it because they actually can't make a change to get out of it. So they're trying to just go, well, this might be the new fad. So mm-hmm. let's just own that we're fucking fat and lazy. And mm-hmm. it's true. Like I, you, I credit to you what you did, man. That's exactly what I would tell a client to do is if you're time restrictive or, you probably think you're not going to stick to a plan. Go prioritize something that you want to prioritize and you want it to prioritize your fitness. So if you went and brought a treadmill that's in your house, that is a daily negotiable now that it's in there. And if you don't do the work, that's on you. Yep. Everything's in place and all it comes down to is you now. So it's like if you, if you truly want to do whatever you want to do in life, It comes down to priorities. And I know that myself, like I prioritize what I want to get ahead with and what I don't want to do, you usually just flick off and don't do. So if someone truly wants to get fit, get healthier, take years, um, sorry, extend years on their life and feel better, then they will prioritize that hour of fitness. And it's as simple as that. These people that are fat, lazy, going out, spending money on drugs, escaping reality, they obviously don't want it bad enough.
0: Yeah, and I agree with uh, what you said. Like, where because I have lived the fat, skinny, strong, all the different bodies. There's no, there's not a conversation we're putting anyone down if you're happy in your skin. I guess it's a conversation around the frustrations in why are we trying to promote the fact that that's a good thing. I can only imagine the young girls that are aspiring now to to be like that, and we just create this sick and toxic virus ridden. You know, everyone's in hospital, people are weak, and I guess the frustration around that. What that leads to then becomes a mental health issue, right it's like yeah. we go down a path, we think it's okay, we then hit a crossroads where once we get too bad, if I didn't buy the treadmill when I bought it, I was on the verge of getting too bad, but it would have been really hard to turn around. yeah, I couldn't walk 500 meters out so like if, if I let that go longer, the mental capacity to want to fix it, yeah, would have got hard so I you know yeah something sometimes the hardest things in life are the best things in life, right you have to face some sort of challenge in order to, to wreak any reward but this world we live in now want the reward for doing nothing and so that leads me down a bit of a mental health conversation I want to have here right because I know we said earlier you face the suicidal stuff and I know a lot of people on here I can guarantee have faced the same conversation most don't like talking about it most don't like admitting it um, I went through a dark phase I don't know if I ever became so su- I definitely thought people's lives would be easier if I wasn't in it but I don't think I ever contemplated doing it more so because I'm just a pussy and I don't think I could go through with it but on your end you know being so open to speak about it I want to really touch some people with this conversation what brought that up was it an inner self-worth thing did that was it drugs involved that sort of changed the, like the synapse in your brain to make you believe different thoughts what was the sort of lead up to that and when did it get to a point where you know it's getting worse and it sort of prolonged to the point where the suicide questions came up.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think it's partly due, obviously it's the drugs, drugs affect whether it's steroids or other drugs, they affect your chemical reaction. So I know for a fact, when I was on steroids for six or so years consecutively, I was definitely a different person. I thought I was normal, yeah. but I was a hundred percent different. I was, you know, just a little bit angrier. I was just a little bit foggy in the head, bit lost, like, I don't care what anyone says. If you're on drugs, you're a different person than when you're off. Um, and that obviously played a bit of a part. But then, you know, with the social media and just comparing myself to, to others, which is the the biggest thing I'm trying to tell people not to do now because comparison of, uh, you know, um, compar- comparison is, is the thief of joy. And I can tell you right now, you are never, ever – ever, ever going to be happy if you keep comparing yourself to others because there's always going to be someone out there that is richer than you, better than you, better looking, whatever it may be, I guarantee you, always. So just stop comparing yourself to others. And then it just led to the, the, the drugs and then comparing myself to others, not being happy with my own body because I was comparing myself to others and then slowly just bottling up those thoughts months after months after months and just looking in the mirror and just, you know, it just, it kind of like it's little sequences that lead up. And then it was just to the point where I was like, I don't even know. It was just like, why do I exist on this earth? Like I'm I'm not, I wasn't happy. I didn't have a job. Um, my family didn't like me. I didn't have many friends. I was maybe facing jail time. So all it was going through my head was like, what's actually ahead of me? What? What, what is life like? I'd, I'd yep. just rather die yep. because not, everyone's angry with me. I'm facing legal fees, all of this. So why don't I just take my life? And I thought it honestly would have been better to take my life than live the life I was. And that's why so many people commit suicide. It's very hard and sad, but yeah, it's a deep topic that we need to touch on. Oh, it
0: is. And we'll, we'll dive into that a little more now. Man, I appreciate you sharing uh, what you've been sharing. Uh, at what point did you decide not to do it? You know, like obviously you have the conversation and you go, what's the point of being here anymore? I've got nothing. It's easier if I just die. What point did it get to where you decided not to do it and you flipped the narrative? Like what happened? Yeah. So I
1: actually attempted suicide. I attempted it three times. Right. Uh, Yeah, so (laughs) I've actually attempted it. Um, So first of all, I attempted it and I actually tried (laughs) – do you want me to go into it? Yeah, yeah, take it. Take so it, take I tried it. to uh, hang myself three times and actually didn't work. And that's why I'm such a believer in God. Um, I feel like there was a sign and I'm meant to be on this earth for a reason. But then I actually have tried it multiple times after that. And the, the main thing that stopped me was my family. So every time I, like, you know, whatever was going through my head, like I, I don't want to exist tomorrow, I would picture mum and dad's face of them waking up tomorrow with Jackson Tipper gone, due to committing suicide, and the look, and the the stress, and the the grief that they would go through for the rest of their life, was enough to stop it. And that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people. I've lost a lot of good my, you know, good good friends from 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 school years in football, and it's that same question poses like, why? I mean, I guess everything mm. you've just spoken on there, and I, i I'm... It's
1: actually a selfish act. You know, it is I, to take your life as a yeah. selfish
0: shark. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very yeah. tricky one because I, I think it's, it's that, it's that bubble fear and, and again, credit to the women. I don't know what's different, but I, I don't know of a woman who's who, who's yeah, taken her true. own life. It's all guys, and I don't know if it's a simple thing of where manly and too tough and that whole narrative of you know if you speak you're weak. You know, now it's obviously it's, it's you know the the conversation is it's not weak to speak, but I think a lot of guys we just grew up with that mentality of like you don't show emotion you don't cry if you're going through a tough time tough it out and sometimes we don't know what to do and you know substances you know injuries these kind of things put us in a dark place and and i guess hearing you say that i I really appreciate i want to know what so it it was the family and it was the emotion of people seeing you go on that stopped you from doing it what flipped you into the headspace you have now in a sense of now you're goal driven you're health orientated you're here to help people you're focused on the success you know the end goal obviously they're two different humans where was the crossroads where you were like cool all right i'm here because i don't want to let people down by you know suiciding but then there was a jump to be like fuck it i'm gonna make an impact yeah And i'm actually gonna succeed
1: do you remember yeah, the man. crossroads
0: was where you were just having that moment line against the sand type of thing it was like fuck it i'm gonna turn this around
1: yeah, I think just um, as I got off the substance, I became a bit clearer in the head. I started to surround myself with a bit better people, um, people that were kind of ambitious and driven and had goals and stuff that I never used to hang around with, like people that just would, you know, have vision boards and they would journal daily and they would. Everything was like they had. They had a, a yeah, a vision and a goal and a a reason to wake up. And I never had a reason to wake up. My reason to wake up was to inject steroids and see how much I could lift that day and how good I could look, which is not a reason to wake up. Yeah. But my reason to wake up now is it's like I just see how much I have ahead of me. I see how many lives I'm impacting. I think it come with a little bit of you know positive feedback as I started to grow as an individual, all of that. And all of that led to me knowing that, hey, maybe what I'm doing is making an impact. And not only that, you know, I'm 20, you know, when I did, you know, start to turn around, I'm 26 years old. Like I could have another 80 years on my life, you know, 70, 80 years. And it's like, well, I'm going to throw in the towel now. Like I'm young, I'm healthy. I've got my family that's accepted me back in. I'm not in jail. I've got off this substance Let's fucking see what Jackson Tippett can do in the next 60 years. And um, I just think everyone out there right now listening, if you're not excited about tomorrow or you're not excited about the life that you can create and see what you can do with it, then, yeah, there probably is no point living because life is ex- exciting and you should be excited to wake up each day and just be blessed to live another day.
0: Yeah. I love it. I think this conversation is gonna to relate to some people. And if it doesn't relate to you right now, this is the this is the episode you're gonna to listen to when when shit hits the fan in your life or the mistakes that you may be making right now, when they come to fruition, this is the listen that you're gonna have that's gonna I guess be your guidance on, on how to go through that. Because I know when I was going through my steroid phase and the egotistical phase, I wouldn't have listened to an episode like this. I would have been like, Fuck these guys yeah. jabbering on. I was just in my I was the own. Same. Yeah, and, and there's yeah. guys gonna listen to this right now going, Fucking But this will hit you when you face that. Like when I had the stroke, when Jacko faced, you know, the prison time, the suicide stuff, there's certain mortality things that remind you very quickly. There's only so much tough ego you can have. You can very quickly get sat on your ass. Yeah. I was walking around 135 kilos, six foot six, strong as fuck, pulling trucks. I thought I was Superman. Yeah. One little stroke sat me in a hospital bed and turned me into a bitch in a matter of fucking hours. Right. And I became depressed, scared, weak, just like that.
1: Straight out, man, I was the exact same. I was 130 kegs, strong, alpha, um, obviously, you know, getting a lot of attention. And then within a short span, I was just a whole different human, like nearly lost my whole life. And there's a lot of people out there listening. This is going to hit hard. And, you know, if you are that person that, you know, me and Jacko were before where, you know, you're feeling amazing, all of this, like just just listen in because like there there is maybe a time that that could end or you know the fact that all of these highs on drugs they only last for a certain amount of time and that's what you need to realize is if you're taking cocaine every week or you're you're getting high every night or you're you're on steroids yeah you, you're probably going to feel good like that's the whole reason of drugs yeah. they they increase an in, uh, in endorphin and dopamine but there will come a time that there will be consequences with these drugs that you're taking. And I'm not going to sit here and say that myself or you, I'm just going to say myself, I, I still go out and have the odd drink. I still go out and have the, you know, the odd, you know, J or what, whatever it is. I'm a, I'm a normal human. But yeah. when you start to abuse it, that's when there's going to become a cost. Yeah, there's
0: fun and there's there's right and wrong ways to do things. Right now I'm in the process of working out with with specialist doctors what substances I can use to get my body back to somewhat, except this time it's how do I do it all above board? How do I have the right doctoring help? Most of us just do things, black market. We don't even know what we're putting in our body. We can't go to a doctor and be like, I'm injecting X, Y, Z, because he's like, well, what the fuck is it? I don't even know the answer. So yeah, we're not sitting here being like, be a boring person, eat chicken and broccoli, walk the straight line. Fuck that. (laughs) Just be a little bit smarter with your decisions. And I guess that do them for the right, like now I'm thinking of doing substances in a different manner from a recovery health point of view. Back then it was, I want to do it because I want to walk through colds in a singlet and have people look at me. Stupid shit.
1: Bro, we're on the exact same wavelength because <laughs> yeah. I'm literally going through the doctor spectrum now and yeah. I want to do it all properly. I, I still want to train and recover. 100%. But you can recover and still get results in a healthy manner. Right. And I think that's what we're trying to project out there. It's is, slower. Yeah, that's but it's That's the problem worth it.
0: people face. They want 100%. it tomorrow. When I was doing Tren and Decker, I, yeah. Yeah, I got huge in like a week. Now it's going to take me six months to get the same size, but I don't have to worry about the potential risks. And I think that's the message we're saying is you still be a dude. Still do what you've got to do. Just think a little bit. Don't rush for the attention and just make sure you're doing it for the right attention don't do it for attention that's made up in your head to make you feel more worthy do it from a reason of this is actually benefits you in a, in, in,
1: a, in a particular way so that's powerful not only that you're you're actually you know yeah it's going to be a longer road but what i've you know started to progress through my my brain and my head is i'm going to keep it forever mm. i'm going to be healthy forever Um, I don't actually have to suffer any of these downsides that I know if I'm on gear right now that I'm going to suffer down the track like libido issues or health problems. Everything's going to be sweet. And I think the one word I want to project out there with um, drugs or with this whole conversation is just balance. Balance is everything. Um, If you go too extreme with diet, drugs, cardio, exercise, sex, anything, It's going to become, there's going to, something's going to happen out of it. If you have balance with everything, that's when, that's the key to life, I believe, is balance.
0: Yeah, I agree. And taking the long road is better than taking the short road that comes to a dead stop. Yeah. It's uh, it's that old car analogy, right? You can you can drive in the fast lane by yourself or you can drive in the slow lane, which is the bus, right? It's this old school analogy I've always lived by that the bus, you can carry more people, you can carry more problems, you can carry more, you know, more more goals, you can do a lot more on the bus. It's gonna get you there slower, but you bring a lot more with you.
1: So we nearly finished this episode. And just like you, I don't want our time together to come to an end. But the good news is, it doesn't have to. Because if you think I'm uncensored here, imagine what I get up to on my OnlyFans. Hit the link below and I will see you in there. Have fun.
0: Mate, I really appreciate the conversation we've had today. I appreciate how deep you've got on me. I appreciate the messages you've sent to people. Uh, I really hope people that are facing any of these social media issues, any of the the overdosing uh, you know, issues that we've talked about, if they're doing it for the wrong reason, I hope this message has allowed them to maybe take a step back and you know revisit why they do it revisit the end goal hopefully you guys listening you know you don't have to face the the stroke you don't have to face the the suicide you know the potential jail the there's always repercussions with things if you do things you know in an, in a negative aspect so hopefully this episode allows you guys to keep making the progress and decisions you're making without having to hit the walls we hit you know obviously we're both grateful for the walls we hit because if we didn't hit them fuck knows
1: where it would have gone yeah. right like I could and that's cut it there. Like you, you have to hit a low in in life to rebound, I believe, mm. and um actually hit a high. And my low was, you know, the the suicide or the jail or the death. Jacko's low was the stroke. But what we're trying to say is, you you listening right now? If you're down that path and you're you're on that low right now, there's so many people. I've got mates in and out of rehab constantly, and all of this type of stuff. If you're on that low. Let's let's switch that around and rebound out of that because you don't have to live on that low for the rest of your life. And I can guarantee you, anyone listening can change their life around. I love it, man.
0: I appreciate. it. I always like to let my guests end with a little plug. So anyone who is listening to this that doesn't know you, where can they find you? What's your Instagram called? What's your podcast called? Give yourself a plug.
1: Thanks, brother. Um, I am Jackson Tippett. Is the the Instagram and my podcast, the I Am Me podcast. Everything is in my website, which is in the bio but I want to show some love back to, to you um, with your podcast, what you're doing. You speak nothing but facts. Um, I want all my audience to go give the uncensored podcast. Is that how he spell it? Is, yeah. The uncensored podcast to follow. Um, go go follow it. Go give it a like. Go share a reel um, because there's going to be some good, good episodes coming out of this. Basically just raw, real talk, which is what the world needs more of.
0: Legend, guys. All right. You know where the like Share, subscribe It's all there for you guys Have a kickass day Until next time See you soon